It's Home Alone. It's Die Hard. It's Batman. On this Christmas episode of Moving Panels, we discuss Merry Little Batman. Happy holidays and welcome to Moving Panels, the podcast where we discuss movies and TV shows based on, inspired by, and adapted from the world of comic books. I'm your host, Laramie Wells, and joining me today in the co-host chair, all he wants for Christmas is his intimidation game to come in. It's the dapper Southern gent, Blake Fowler. Uh, if I had any less of a manly beard, I would look like Damien more than Batman. Okay, this is six weeks worth of growth here, Laramie, and this is all I got. All right, uh, not much intimidation happening. What I need is a utility belt. That would that, help that me. Growth, that growth is about what I get when, uh, the afternoon after I have shaved. That must be nice. <laughs> I'm like trying to, to up any type of intimidation game. It's not happening for the holidays. I do. I do love. I did love that little bit. Yeah, that was good. All right, so here we are. We are talking Merry Little Batman, uh, which was released on Prime Video December 8th, just a little over a week ago as this episode is airing. It was meant for HBO Max. I honestly thought it was on HBO Max. I went Still? looking for it. Oh, God, okay. Max. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah this when is, I went to go watch it. This has been sent over to Prime, and uh, the, the other new Batman show, if it hasn't been canceled, has been sent to Prime. The animated show from uh, Bruce Timm. Yeah, the Cape Crusader. Cape Crusader, yeah, has yeah. also been sent to Prime. So no, I found out that this was one of like six properties that DC or HBO Max yeah. from DC had gotten rid of. And well, well, spoiler alert, also a little off topic. I read today that Tubi and DC have reached an agreement that all DC movies will be sent to Tubi, including new movies like The Batman. Huh. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not really sure what's going on. It's not good. When Tubi is taking your movies, I don't think. Uh, if you're looking for Tubi to hand out some cash to you, because didn't didn't somebody just make a a deal with didn't some of it make a deal with Netflix and so they've got some stuff coming. To, yeah, like or, the Batman's already on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Zaslahov or whatever his name is is I guess looking for cash in any shape, form, or fashion. I guess they're just trying to find out where. <laughs> Where the next home of DC? Who who will watch our entertainment movies? movie? Yeah, <laughs> where can we put this that people will watch it? Not many places That's at this what point we need in time. To do. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'm glad I'm you look. found. I'm glad you found it on Prime. Yeah. No, it, it 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 hit me. I looked it up, saw the poster, and saw the Prime at the bottom, and I was like, oh, that's right. And <laughs> uh, went to Prime, and there it was. It was all good. I will say though, I had to search for it on Prime. It didn't pop up on like my like. For you or Amazon yes. original. Or so uh, don't tell Amazon, but I use my brother's Prime account, so it definitely did not pop up for him. He's not a not a superhero Batman specifically uh, fan. So yeah, I had to go look for it, but I found it relatively yeah. easily. I, I don't think I watch enough Prime Video for it to, to I, know my likes and interests. I think it's for me. It's like the boys and uh, yep, Gen V is about all that I'm watching on. I there. haven't started Gen V yet, but uh, yeah, no, nope, the boys. Uh, of course, the Tick when the Tick aired. So it, I have watched them. It may be one of the worst streaming services. Period. User interface and content combined. Oh, the un- but user ne- interface neither, is horrible. Yeah, it's not good. Neither here nor there, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not going to I, I digress. Um, please no. keep sending around right. packages in two days. So here we are. And for those of you not familiar, Merry Little Batman, an animated 
uh, hour and 30 minute. I think it's 97 minutes yeah, officially yeah, run time. I, I think you only get like an hour and 20 minutes of actual movie. Possibly. Uh, yeah, there's not. Yeah. Because there's, there's so many uh, production logos at the beginning. Yes. And <laughs> yes. And then, of course, it's animated, so it's always got a much longer... Uh, yeah, the credit, credit credits the, at the end. So, yeah, you know, hour, hour 20-ish. Yeah. And uh, it's it's animated. Um, <laughs> I, look, look, I'm going to jump the shark here, and I do this quite often. It's bad, dude. It's bad. Um, so, I, I will say I found a connection. So, th- uh, it's directed by Mike Roth, who I found, found out is one of the creative writers like he was the big head writer or something for season one of regular show and that, as soon that as makes, i heard it makes that, a lot of sense I was like, okay, okay. that because when bethany watched it with me and as we were watching it we we're like this is very much like cartoon network ed ed and eddie uh regular show chowder Look, like jordan uh my wife for those that, that don't are listening for the first time jordan walked into the uh the living room and saw me watching this and goes is this a Batman episode of Fairly Odd Parents? Like that's what she thought I was watching was Fairly Odd Parents with Batman in it, um, and I guess I could see some of that. Uh, Alfred's face reminds me of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy from SpongeBob. That uh, is very true. Um, yes, and Where so his head yeah, is a little the, lower it's, than and it's got like the <laughs> nose thing going. On. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, Laramie, I I was not a fan. We can get into why as we go through this. Um, it was not it, okay. So, it is meant for kids. There's animation. There's animation that's meant Absolutely. for adults. There's the animation meant, yeah. that's meant for kids. This is everything meant about for this kids. Is a kids movie. Every yes. single thing. The setting setting that aside because I'm still the guy, Laramie. I wake up on Saturday morning, pour a bowl of cereal, and pop in the old Scooby Doo DVDs, like the original Scooby. Like I love some kids cartoons. Um, yeah. This this is this is un- unenjoyable for me. I can't say it enough. So, anyways, we'll we'll get into why you go you going ahead with the the, the intros of the characters here. Well, let, let's talk a little bit more about maybe the why. So okay. this was this movie was written by Morgan Evans and Jace Ritchie. Morgan Evans is a writer on Teen Titans Go. He needs to Teen Titans Go away then. And he is also a fan of the movie Batman and Robin. You know what? Let's just cut. We're done. We're done with this episode. There's not much else needs to be said. Everyone who hasn't seen it has just found out everything they need to know about whether to watch it. That explains why Poison Ivy, Bane, and Mr. Freeze, clearly a Arnold Schwarzenegger ripoff. Oh my gosh. It makes so much sense now. Yep. I had there no clue. The only thing I knew, Laramie, is that music is by Patrick Stump, who is the lead singer Look, of Fallout Boy. So that was the cool. Soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. It even included I, my I new. I really uh, enjoy the soundtrack. Even included the song from my new favorite commercial, the Llamas with the Mamacita. Have you seen that one yet? Yeah, that's good. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was familiar with the song before. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, I was too. But it's it's yeah. in one of my favorite commercials yeah. right now. So, um, donde esta Santa Claus? Yeah, donde esta Santa Claus? Uh, outside of the music, yeah. But good for Patrick Stump. Good for him. I'm a big I'm a big Fallout Boy fan. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, completely off topic here. Uh, there's also the new Christmas movie, uh, Family Switch, on Netflix. Yeah, I can't even bring myself to turn that on. That that's fine. But okay. you you. 
so you <laughs> led me to to this in the movie. Ed Helms, who plays the dad, is in a band. His band is Weezer. Like Ed Helms it's is the all four member. It's all four members of Weezer. Is Ed Helms's band? Is, they're, they're called something else. Is he they're the lead like singer in this? Yes. Ba- yes. So he's essentially the lead Weezer. singer of Weezer in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Weezer is his backup. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a long way from the uh, Cornell acapella. Here, <laughs> what? Here, uh, good for Ed so, Helms too. Yeah. Yeah. So another another classic his, band. Here, there. Here comes Treble. Sorry, that was the Cornell acapella from the oh, Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. I can't remember. I we saw the we actually just recently watched uh, Family Switch, but I can't remember the name of the band. But it was like something about dads. There's but. a no. I'm getting that one. And what's the one with Jason Biggs that's out right now? I keep getting that confused with Family Switch. It's another Christmas movie. Jason Biggs. Oh, I, th- I have no I think idea. Brandy is in it too. I didn't know she was still oh, acting. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. we did see that. We did see that, and it's got a uh, uh, Heather Graham in it as well. I can't remember the name of it, but yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, more digression. Here. Anything <laughs> yeah. to avoid talking about the movie. Right. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and jump into the characters. Uh, if it centers around Damian Wayne, he is the quote unquote little Batman, mm-hmm. uh, voiced by, and I apologize if I mispronounce this, Jonas Kabrib, who is fairly new to the acting world. He's got some bit parts here and there. Uh, I did. He is on Sweet Tooth, so he's got another DC uh, comic connection. Okay, okay. Uh, he plays uh, Finn Fox in, I think, season two. I don't think he was in season one. Okay. I actually found out a lot of the people in this have had previous uh, connections to superhero stuff, which makes sense. Curious to hear. But, of course, this take on Damian Wayne goes completely... Now, you you know a lot more than I do about Batman comics. Okay, Fair. Correct me if I'm wrong. At this age, Damian Wayne would be training to be an assassin. Yeah, he'd still be training with the League of Shadows at this he point. He would still be with his mom. Right. Yes. This this version of Damian, where he is essentially just an innocent little child, yeah. never exists in the comics. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah. Maybe in some timeline that I haven't read about, but in, in especially in the main continuity, Damian Wayne has been currently is and always will be a, a miniature assassin you know not yeah. not someone who's running around Wayne Manor in a paper bag mask begging for the approval of his father doesn't happen and that's part of what rubbed me the wrong way right from the jump again it, it's for kids I know that it is uh, Laramie I know that it is towards the kids this isn't the Damian Wayne that we see in uh, other animated movies like you know Batman versus Robin mm-hmm. Uh, bad blood and and all those, but um, it's great. Yeah, it, very very interesting take. Uh, I'm not gonna complain though. Uh, the voice acting is no, good. The voice acting was good. Got no yeah. problem there. No, he he does a good job. So do many of the other yep. uh, voice actors in here. Uh, moving on, Bruce Wayne, Batman himself, is voiced by Luke Wilson. I got nothing against Luke Wilson, but who thought Luke Wilson? For Batman. It wasn't Batman. wasn't Bruce Wayne either. He did fine. It just it wasn't either of those characters. Yeah. I do appreciate that he didn't try to do a Batman voice. Oh, no, agreed. I, agreed. I do appreciate that. Uh, of course, his previous connection with uh, comic book stuff is, those of you who don't know, he's uh, Stripe on Stargirl. 
and it's a much better fit for him because he is playing say, you know, the stepdad. Yeah. It, as opposed to as opposed to this, like I said, this iteration of Bruce Wayne and Batman. His uh, again, I, I envision my Bruce Wayne and my Batman uh, as a voice with um. I don't, you're, you're the you're the musically inclined. Is deep, is deeper baritone, a little more baritone. Yes. In this, yeah. yeah, yeah. I also, yeah. There was, and I get it's for this movie was for kids, but Batman should have a little bit more weariness in his yeah. voice. Yeah, worn down. He's, uh, he yeah. has absolved Gotham City of crime altogether. It had to have taken a lot to do that. There should be some tired. Tired uh, tenor in that voice, along with the baritone. Yeah, this Batman, Luke Wilson's Batman, is very upbeat. Chipper, even. Chipper, yes. Chipper's a good word. Yeah. I like chipper. Yeah, it was too much. I did. I was not okay with it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, the uh, <laughs> the Turtle Man, uh, <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy James. Voiced by James Cromwell, uh, who, again, I was loving finding these connections. Of course, previously had been a voice in another comic book related thing. He was Robert Callahan in Big Hero 6. But here we go. James Cromwell, who I'm not against him playing Alfred, but this was an interesting take on Alfred. It was it was a take on Alfred. I'm not going to say it was interesting. It was a take on Alfred. Um Alfred in again in any movie, any comic book, any TV show is wise to the world and to what's going on is is ears to the street as the kids might say. Yeah. And here he is uh, Mr. Ma- Mr. Magoo. Yeah. My the biggest thing was when he finally finds Damien and there's this big moment. And then Damien just turns around and Alfred just keeps walking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Talk, the yeah. worst caretaker in the world. <laughs> For those of you that haven't watched yet, Damien goes like on this rampage of destroying Gotham City on accident. Uh, yeah. And and then Alfred finds him. First of all, Alfred finds him. Okay. And it's not like, hey, are you okay? He goes, here's some hot chocolate. Yeah, Dun- check is like here. Nothing hot yeah. chocolate can't. Have fix. you forgot? I went out to get marshmallows yeah. for your hot chocolate. Let me tell you what hot chocolate can't fix: internal organ bleeding, which is clearly what Damien has this, this point kid, in time. Yeah, <laughs> there's one point where <laughs> Damien falls and just like hits all of these yeah. metal ledges. Just everyone on his way down. Everyone, and you're like, this is it's an eight year old yeah. kid. But like, no, he's, yeah. So he he Alfred finds him. Gets him, starts to walk him back to the car, and as they're doing so, just completely ignores that Damien turns around and leaves again. Yeah, there's uh, the Joker sends a balloon that yeah. distracts Damien, which and I mean, fair point. I get distracted by balloons too. That's that's not anything to to begrudge Damien of, but but the Al- fact that Alfred Alfred's got to do a better all job all the way yeah. down the street, all the way to the car. Apparently, like gets in, yeah. assumably drives off without him. Yeah. Oh, and and we haven't. I don't think we've also indicated the fact that they portray Alfred as if he's got to be like 120 years old. Three billion. Methuselah <laughs> is in yeah. his dating range at this point in time. He's He is ancient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. 
And then they eat again. Yeah, oh, sorry, James Cromwell does a great it job. Does a great job voice but... acting. And did you have any hankering for congealed eel after watching this? No. And see, that's the other thing with this type of animation. When they throw stuff like that in there, it's like every type of this, just like type ga- of animation. gag animation. Yeah. Like, why did we need that? They've got to have yeah the little gross out moment. Even if I'm a kid, I, I, I'm like, why did what, what was the point of that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really either. don't. I don't either. I don't get it. This is more like the irregular show than anything. I did not enjoy. Again, All right. you're gonna hear me say that a lot, everyone. I did not no. enjoy it. Uh, moving on to probably the only other big character from this, and that's the Joker, voiced by David Hornsby. Who I as soon as I see the name, this is really random, but I remember him as Hutch on the Joe Schmo show. Uh, so I've uh, never watched the, the Joe Schmo show. Yeah, he was the actor that was brought in to kind of be kind of the jerk on the Joe Schmo show. I just remembered him from that season. But I found out he's got another comic book connection. He's the Riddler on DC Superhero Girls. Oh, okay. All right. That there voice does sound familiar now. All right. Your thoughts on his Joker voice? Again, it it fit for this movie. Sure. I guess I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. It again, <laughs> it was it was not anything memorable or worth writing home about and that's not even comparing it to Mark Hamill. Like I'm I'm setting Mark Hamill aside completely as he has recently oh, stated yeah. that he will never Again, be the Joker without Kevin Conroy. Because without Kevin, yeah. Yeah, he says he's done. So we have to let that go, and that's fine. Uh, I hope David Hornsby has a wonderful and prosperous life and career. May he never set foot in an animation voice recording studio again to do the Joker. Yeah, but here's the thing. We talked about this earlier, but I don't think... No, we didn't, we didn't specifically mention this might be a quote-unquote backdoor pilot for a Bat Family animated series. I will stand outside of Burbank every day protesting if that occurs. If I get so, this, if I get this as opposed to a reboot of the animated series, Laramie, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know if I can take that. I don't know. Uh, I don't want it. So I don't want it. <laughs> well, so, so let's go ahead and, and I want to talk about this. I sent you a video clip. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's talk about to, this video to, clip, Larry. To prepare. Let's, so, let's talk. So in the 70s, I don't know the exact year, but they, they made a movie off of the stage production of The Little Prince. Uh, for those of you not familiar with it, it's just this, uh, you know, it's a classic story and it's just this fantasy story of this uh, little boy that travels to all these different planets. And in one of his journeys, he encounters the the characters called the snake. And in the movie, the snake is is played by legendary choreographer Bob Fosse. I sent Blake a clip of just a moment of Bob Fosse with the little prince here. Seven and a half minutes. Yeah. But I wanted him to get an idea of what this performance was like, because according to what I read. Oh, no. That was the inspiration oh, no. for this Joker. Jeez. Yeah. Now that you said, I, I kind of felt like that's where you're going as I was watching that clip of Bob Fasse, as the French would pronounce it, 
but he, they wouldn't. But go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, but he. Uh, <laughs> That's what I, it seemed like it should have an accent on top of it. Uh, he the movements were super similar. The, uh, the 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 way the character, I guess, enunciated some things, yeah. explained like it was it was very similar. I could certainly see that and kind of figured that's where this was going. Um, but also being very childish. Yeah, I and so was, I was going. Uh, my next yeah. thing was going to be his his personality was very immature. Like yeah. just like you know, uh, yeah, childish. I guess is a, is a better way to explain it. Um, I wish they hadn't gone that route, but I can't change the past. Yeah, it works for the fact it's a kids' that movie. I uh, not just, but that that they're making Damien the quote unquote Batman for this story. Yeah. So this is a Joker that matches with an eight year old kid. Sure. But then, when you bring Bruce Wayne back in and they have that dynamic it doesn't work yeah it's, with, he's still being the same childish Joker and yeah. you're like what, why are we your, your arch nemesis has returned it's time to go back into Joker like real Joker mode which I mean we'll talk about the other kind of side characters the villains the other villains that show up in a minute well you know what I'll just go ahead and knock them out and then knock we'll them out do it so we get Mr. Freeze, voiced by Dolph Adamane. Again, apologize for mispronouncing that. I couldn't find anything else he had done. Yeah, he probably won't he was clearly, again after this. He was clearly hired to do a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Penguin. Surprised me to find out he was voiced by Brian George, who was Raj's dad really? on The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. yeah. He's also, I mean, he was Raj Al Ghul and yeah. Under the Red Hood. He's Gorilla Grodd and Public Enemies. He's Alfred in The Killing Joke, Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Turtles, The Doom That Came to Gotham, and here he is playing the Penguin. And uh, so, uh, this may seem like a... This great a, character actor. Say, it may seem like yeah. a retcon now, but my one of my favorite ones was the Penguin. Like, the voice work of the Penguin, I probably enjoyed that character more than any other villains, for sure. Yeah. So that's well, interesting to hear. That is, yeah, it's a pretty... I mean, some people may not know who I'm talking about, which is why I, I did want to mention he's Raj's dad on The Big Bang yeah. Theory. That's probably where most people yeah. are going to be able to visualize Fa- it. Place the face, yeah. Yeah, and you've seen... I mean, he was famously on Seinfeld. Like, mm-hmm. he's this great character actor. Which brings me to Chris Sullivan. Chris Sullivan, the... The guy who played Toby on This Is Us. The guy who had a podcast with Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, he played, and speaking of Michael Rosenbaum, <laughs> he played Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. This, again, <laughs> semi famous actor is the voice of Bane. Yeah. If you were to say Bane has, has a, a voice. voice. Oh, wait a minute. Let me, uh, let me. Uh, that's not even deep enough it's not even that it's it's, not even deep enough it's not even that clear either (laughs) because it is nothing but growls it's like someone put rocks in his mouth and he just tried to talk i did get a kick though out of when joker uh starts getting into his whole sympathetic thing towards the end and bane says something yeah yeah you put you said that beautifully well put (laughs) well put bane well put yeah (laughs) 
That was good. There, there was a couple of like little parts that were good. I'm not saying the yeah. whole thing was awful. Overall, not great. But yeah, there was a, a couple of lines. I did like that yeah. Bane was in a knee brace, and I guess we'll get to that later. Like that they're all old. They're all they're all old. That that's what yeah. yeah. That's what I was leading about yeah. to lead to. So then there's also Poison Ivy, uh, voiced by Teresa McLaughlin. I don't know if it's really is Teresa because it ends in an E. All right, so Therese. It Therese. But yeah, that was I was curious about that. Yeah. They made everybody except I guess the, the Joker, Joker. But they made Penguin I mean Penguin's riding around on a on a, open on a hover scooter. around. Yeah, he is yeah. ancient. And then Poison Ivy has just white hair. Bane has got varicose veins. Yeah. And like you said, he's in the brace. Yeah, so I thought the, those were a couple of cool little nods. Like, to make them older was fun. Um, I, I would assume that since the Joker fell in the Ace Chemicals 800 times, he doesn't age anymore. And completely <laughs> yeah. off topic, we keep talking about it's a kid's movie. We watched two people die, Laramie. He threw the two henchmen in the vat of Ace Chemicals, and they did not come back out. Yeah, I think we're to assume, though, based off of the other parts of where... He talks about how many times Joker's been thrown in there, and all the other villains are in there at the end, too. Yeah, yeah. We see them so. again, but we don't ever see. And then the dream sequence where Alfred falls into the burning flames and told Damien, I'll see you in the promised Look, there's, land. <laughs> there's where you're talking about seeing people die. There's that one guy that yells at Damien and then hops into the car, and yeah, the and car, the car immediately explodes. <laughs> yeah, flies up and explodes. <laughs> So, and then there's that. What was it? An ambulance or a fire truck yes, that does it too? Fire truck did it too. Yeah, yeah. It goes got right up a ramp, ramp yep. and just into yeah. So into a, a, like we're talking about a kids movie, but people are clearly dying in this movie. <laughs> Death is abundant. Oh, uh, sorry. I di- yeah. I digress. No, no, no. The you're, penguin, you're fine. The penguin was good. His uh, uh, the voice acting was good. I enjoyed the penguin. Um, Bane. There wasn't much to enjoy. Poison Ivy was. How can I put this? Almost all the voice acting was lackluster. That's as best as I can put it. Yeah. It just it was okay. It was fine. Yeah. There were just wasn't anything that really like made me want to see more of a character. No. Well, there wasn't much in terms of character in any. Agreed. But typically we talk about there's someone like you'd like to see more of. There wasn't yeah. really anybody I'd care to see more yeah, of. I assume I assume that this is <laughs> this is what age would these villains be at if uh, the television show Gotham was the storyline yeah. we were following? Why is Bruce not old? That's And that's why I'm saying okay. it's, it's following the Gotham yeah. storyline of where Bruce was, you know, 12. Yeah. But all the villains were already, <laughs> already grown adults. Are there mid-40s? <laughs> yeah. Like pension plans and everything, and Bruce is still trying to make his way through grade school. Uh, one other character I wanted to mention, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> He's got one quick little moment, which I will say is is hilarious. It's great. It is good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I found out he is voiced by Reed Scott. Uh, now, not only is Reed Scott the voice of Jonathan Kent on the the new My Adventures with Superman that is on HBO Max, but he's Dan in the Venom movies. He's Michelle Williams' is he? fiance. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and he's Commissioner Gordon. Which again, that scene where he's just building a, a gingerbread, gingerbread house. Gingerbread house. He's like, "Don't worry, I've handled situations worse than this before." 
Yeah, opens the window. There's just chaos. Puts just, it down. He goes, "The city yeah, is burning." I got this. And flips yeah. the bat signal switch. <laughs> and then goes right back to his gingerbread house. Yeah. Uh, and the, I love the, the reaction, a bat yeah, signal. The, the reaction of the police officer is even better because he goes from terror to like, "Oh, okay, cool. We're good. The bat yeah. signal's yeah, out. We're good." But then, but then the citizens of Gotham go. Oh no! It's the bat signal. Yeah, crime. crime is back. Crime in, is back in Gotham, and, and it goes into more more chaos. Which leads into a great existential question: Does crime only exist because Batman exists? If if it wouldn't if the uh, the case, if Batman wasn't you know around, would crime be around also? This movie seems to say: If Batman goes away, crime goes away. So let's get into that, but I have to ask, because it's part of the show. So of the characters, who do you want to see again, and who do you wish would get their utility belt stolen? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um, I would love to see just about any and all of the villains get their utility belt stolen. Like, I just was not <laughs> feeling yeah. it. It wasn't doing it. I, I'm glad you brought him up, because I want a prequel on Commissioner Gordon and his life. I want more Commissioner his Gordon. His life yes. now that there is no crime in Gotham. I want to know what yeah. he's doing with his time. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gagging with the Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant with the Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes. All right, so let's get in. We're not going to call this moving panels. There's, not, there's nothing there's, there's comical no, There's related. no panel. Yeah, okay. Thank so you for this. clarifying. So we're just going to talk about the movie, and let's, uh, let's start where we were ending. With the fact that Batman, according to this movie, when he found out that he was going to be a father, decided to just rid Gotham of crime. How did he do that with the Joker, the Penguin, Bane, Poison Ivy, and Mr. Freeze still on the loose? Still on the loose. With the fact that Arkham Asylum is turned into a daycare. Now... If if you remember, so where did all the other villains go? So I don't know where everybody else went, but I, at the beginning of the movie, I think, and then the Joker mentions it. They were like quote unquote forced into retirement. So how? how? Yeah, how? How are you forcing? Uh, it's a kids movie. There are going to be plot holes. I get it. Just you knew adults were going to watch this too, and you're talking about a guy who has got some credentials as far as adult animation goes. Why was there no follow through on making sure that some of these small things weren't buttoned up? Like again, Bruce's age. Why are these villains still on the loose if he was you know done with crime? If he did away with all the all the crime in Gotham, perhaps reading way too much into it. But it was bothersome and and in parts tough for me to watch this because of that. Yeah, I mean we see him capture 
Scarecrow yeah. and Riddler. Yeah. I wish and the little montage. I wish like Scarecrow would have been part of the crew. To be honest with you, like I would have loved to have seen this. Like, but he wasn't in Batman and Robin. Kid. And that. Oh yeah, forgot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, my bad. That that piece of cinematic history. Look, he also had the guy also had to be a fan of Batman Returns because not only do you have uh, the penguin. But you have the penguins with the rockets. Yeah, with the rockets on their back. That was a pretty cool call. There's a couple yeah. of like cool callbacks and a couple of Easter eggs hidden there. I love that the cat is named Selena. That was a yeah. that was a cool little which, thing. Which, but if you think about it, is Damien aware that his pet cat is named after his dad's old girlfriend? I don't know. I don't know. One day he'll know. One day he will. <laughs> but right now he doesn't. And so that's look. Let's talk about Bruce Wayne's love life here. Um. So obviously. Talia uh, is the mother of Damien. Yes. Would it not have been? Mu- she's only briefly mentioned. Yeah. About Would it the fact not have been much more villain. interesting to have had her trying to ruin Christmas and have Damien be like the supervillain son she's always wanted, as opposed to the Joker? Could have still done a kids movie. Could have had the same plot. Yeah. You just could have had I, a little more family I dynamic. I kind of see. I kind of see where you're going, but I think that that would create a problem with the fact that the the underlying theme of this entire movie is family. Um, because not only is it the relationship between Damien and Bruce, but then the Joker even brings up that yeah, he, he just wants he yeah. loves committing crime with, with his, his friends. friends. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, and so if you if you had Talia as the villain, that puts a kind of a wrench in what the if, whole. But what if, like at the end, she recognized like whole Grinch thing? She recognized the errors of her ways. She returns everything, and then she, Bruce, and Damien are celebrating Christmas morning in Wayne Manor together. And you wrap it all up, and there's. Yeah, your, you probably could have found. They probably could have found some way to do it. There's your. I movie. did find it interesting that there's no mention of her until the end. Right at the end, when it's. When it said, yeah, mom's a supervillain too, and he's like, well, that's complicated. It's complicated. Your grandfather's been reborn in a Lazarus pit a hundred yeah. times also, which is complicated. But that reference only works for people like us. Yeah, nobody else gets that. The little kid watching yeah. this has no idea who his mom is. Little kid's going to think Poison what, Ivy's his mom. That's the only, super villain? only yeah. other female has been in the movie. Uh, yeah, it, it, Vicky Vale did make an appearance. I don't know if you saw the name of the news yes, reporter. Yeah, okay, no, I did. Which is a yeah, yeah Batman Returns kind of thing that or Batman. Um, well, no, that was Batman, the first Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman. Batman eighty nine. Yeah, just Batman. Uh, although Vicky Vale's from the comics. Also, oh, so, yeah, I know, but yeah, you know, but yeah, I I I will say I there are we've been talking about all the supervillain stuff. Let's talk about the actual Home Alone aspect of the first part of the movie. So Bruce is called back into action. He's apparently not been Batman. I guess you would assume for eight years. At least eight years, yeah. Damien's Damien's been born. Uh, But he gets called back into action from supposedly the Justice League. A weather anomaly. Yes. And he so he leaves. Then due to a series of unfortunate events... Uh, a couple of thieves end up at Wayne Manor and Damien ends up having to battle these thieves. If they had made that more of the movie, mm-hmm. 
I think I would have enjoyed this movie. A little Maybe bit. so. Uh, yeah, that was a, a fairly enjoyable part portion of the movie. Uh, seeing him like you know prowling around Wayne Manor, hidden bookcases, and, and, use, and yeah, using yeah. the the gadgets uh, and all that's that, hidden inside of Wayne that Manor. was that was pretty cool. Um, even to have the burglars like somehow get into the Batcave and Damien playing down there with them and and using the things that are at his disposal down there. That that could have been very interesting. Um, yeah, it might, might not have saved it completely, but it'd have been more watchable than what it was. Yeah. I just, I think if they had done more of like a home alone aspect to it, I, I do think it would have been more enjoyable once he went out and, and became little Batman, which let me ask you about this. What were your thoughts on the... (laughs) The Tony Stark giving uh, Spider-Man a suit. Yeah, um, the Bat Dad <laughs> suit. Uh, it yeah. wasn't awful. Um, again, I'm trying to... It's it's a kid's movie. It served its purpose as far as w- what it was supposed to do, which is provide Damien with that father figure while his dad's away because it's supposed to be dead before he gets the Bat suit, but... Uh, yeah, I yeah. will say that was pretty funny. Yeah, like uh, yeah. he's like, if you found like, this I, suit, I, it means I'm dead. Yeah, and he's, yeah. later on, or he's it like, means you snuck in and yeah. stole it. Well, and then later on, the suit's like, I'm alive. <laughs> like, I, I was like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I forgot to tell you that you're still alive. Um, so no, that wasn't it. Wasn't terrible. It was kind of cool in certain parts. Um, a very touching moment where the Bat Dad suit gives up his quote unquote life to save Damien falling out of the sky. Um, Thank you for giving me a memory of my own. Yeah, warm memories of my own. How does he know what warmth is? It's AI. I don't know. Everyone should be scared. I I also don't think we got enough development to, I'm just going to say it, to give a crap. No, I I, I didn't. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying, Laramie. Okay? I'm trying here. Um, (laughs) No, there was not enough development in any character to warrant any type of emotional response or anything that happened. Okay, so there is one line that really, I think, hit, strung that emotional cord, and it is when Alfred tells Damien, your father is trying to give you the one thing he never had. A childhood. A childhood. Okay. And I just go, dang. Uh, like, that. Uh, that's okay. a line. Yeah, that was good. Oh, Okay. I can. Uh, that was a line. I can. I can see that being good. The um, the conversation he has with Bat Dad about growing up without parents was also a little tuggy at your heartstrings. Yeah. Um, but that line, that line from Alfred, and I guess that's if nothing else, you can count on Alfred for just that nugget of just some some perspective. Yeah. But then, can I here. count on him to watch to watch a child? That, that, He's yeah, a thousand years old, Laramie. Of course, you can't count on yeah. him. He's got wisdom because he invented wisdom. He was around when wisdom was started. That's why. Not to watch children. And does not does not even hear the the bat cycle go by. Listen, his face will give you nightmare. Do not watch this movie at nighttime, okay? <laughs> Alfred's face is horrifying. Man, I, this may age me a little bit more, but uh, there was there were aspects of this which Alfred was part of it that made me think back to the old Ren and Stimpy comic. Oh, oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Stimpy. Yeah. The, the, some of the, the animation they would use in Ren and Stimpy. That really is. Yeah. That's a good call. I didn't even think about that while I was watching it, but that is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
Ren and Stimpy. Oh, good, good catch. Yeah. What did you think about some of the the let's let's call them action scenes? What do you think about some of the action scenes? Bland. Uh, I, I, I don't I, again, I'm trying. I really am. I promise I'm trying not to just absolutely rip this thing apart. I'm trying to find some good nuggets. Um, the the Home Alone quote esque scenes yeah. were good. Um, like when he has them swinging around, on the, swinging around the fan. Uh, outside of those scenes, though, I I don't know that there was anything that again nothing really stands out. This is as forgettable an animated movie as I could possibly conjure up. Um, with very little to call back to as far as things that would make you want to go back and rewatch it. The action scenes in the manor are good. You're right. He gets out into the world and it is so ludicrous, the things that are going on, that it's not enjoyable. No. Even the parade scenes where it's like, oh, he's like bouncing in the balloons. Like that would be a cool thing if it were Batman doing it, not and not a not a and toddler. See, that was another thing. There's so much that Damien is able to do. How he hasn't even been training with the League of Shadows. Yes. How when he's had absolutely no training. You know, Bruce oh. clearly has not wanted to train him yet. But even at the end, when Batman gets knocked out by the Joker's mallet, but then he hazily watches Blimey. Damien. He, he start stops taking Bane everybody out with with his hands. He stops yeah. Bane's punch. With just like holding his hands up. Damien does. Eight-year-old. There's a small child out there who has watched this that now thinks it is actually possible to be Batman with little to no training. And I'm here to tell you, it is not. I've tried, and it is not possible. Yeah, however, this Damien, as we've already said, apparently has some sort of superpower where he is indestructible. Yeah. That's the only, that's the only explanation. Like I need a sequel or again a prequel to explain that he's clearly been dunked in the la- baptized in the fires of the Lazarus pit, and just has these powers to to withstand absolute mutilation to his body. Yeah, I mean everything. I mean even even when the the bat dad suit saves him, I'm like. How? You have just fallen a good five thousand feet from the from the <laughs> outer reaches of the atmosphere. Yeah. Okay, and the stratosphere, and, and just a just these the suit inflating. A flesh, yeah. Just a balloon. Yeah. A balloon saved you. Like I was expecting some sort of Armor, you know, wings or something wings, or a, a armadillo yeah. ball, anything. Um. Yeah. It's uh, I, oh. I, it's it's tough. I gotta ask you, what were your thoughts on the look of this Batmobile? <laughs> that thing. Um, what what can I compare it to? It's like if a rat rod took steroids. Is what it looks. like. It looked like. like something out of Mad, Mad Max. Max. Is, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, With the just unnecessary exhaust pointing straight up. Spikes, exhaust, yeah. metal. Everywhere, I half expected Damien to take out the uh, chrome spray paint at one point in time, just hit himself in the teeth with it. Uh, I don't, how, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know how they expected us to believe he was driving that thing, how? considering the size difference. Well, then, like he lost uh, the bat pod too. Who's just letting him take the bat pod out? Yeah, uh, I will say that was a funny moment too when uh, yeah, you lost he tells the bat- Alfred that he <laughs> lost it, and Alfred just continues his conversation, yeah. and then it hits him. Wait, you lost you the bat? Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> All right. 
Look, I, I think we've we've bashed this enough. Uh, let's go ahead and get into final decision. <laughs> bag it, step back. Well, you know what? Well, it's not even. That, that's that not even. That's Do not we it. stack it or trade yeah. it? That's what we'll call this one. Yeah. Stack it or trade it. Go ahead, Blake. What say you? I think I mentioned earlier, Laramie, and when you brought it up, that this is a possible pilot for something. I would love nothing more than to trade this so hard and so fast for, again, a reboot of the, the, the Bruce Tim verse. Just give me that. We all want it. We need it. I know you got to do stuff for the kids every now and then. Send that the DVD and make the parents pay for it. I shouldn't have to pay for it by watching it. Okay. <laughs> Send it to DVD. I don't want to see it anymore. Um, I'm sorry for those involved. I really hope that your careers continue forward. Um, I will not be partaking in anything that you do henceforth. Trade it. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to say. Don't you do it. Do not do it. Listen, I'm going to say for the target audience. Oh, no. This is a stack. Oh, no. It is worth a watch. I, I would say this is. This is this is worth a watch. It is not worth repeated viewing. So hold on. Okay. So all right. Let me while while you mill this. Are you so you're coming at this from the the aspect of a parent, perhaps? Like you have two kids. Like you would watch this with your your kids. Yes. Okay. So maybe yes. that could be the difference. For those that don't know, yes. I have no kids, and so that could very well be okay. I can respect that at this point in time. Then with with that information. So yeah, that's my okay. thing. Now, if you're if you're like us, though, where you are a comic book fan, you're probably not going to enjoy. It's it. blasphemous. It is. Um, but if you're just the ho hum, you know, parent who is not the big comic book aficionado, you know, as knowledgeable, yeah. isn't in love with the the Batman animated series and all that from from childhood. Again, you'll you'll be fine watching it. Once. Yeah, your kids will laugh, and you will laugh because your kids are enjoying it. Like you, yes. I can see that. And your kids, your kids may find repeat viewing of it. I sure. mean, that's what kids do. Yep. They they find something they like, and they just watch it over and over again. Terrifying. I I could see that. Uh, no, from if I if I were rating this, it would be a trade it. But I am going to look at it from the target audience. And I am going to say it is a stack it through the eyes of a child, <laughs> yes, or or the the eyes of a parent of a child. Okay, yeah, that's again, I can um, understand that at this point I'm not, in time. I'm not going to tell parents that no, your child should not watch this. Yeah, that's a fair and valid. I'm, okay. I'll step off of that one. All right, so we'll wrap things up here. Uh, we are a week from Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas is next week, and we will still have an episode released on Christmas Day. I have a episode. It's it of, of course will be a one shot, but I have an episode where we will talk about Santa Claus uh, being a mutant in the Marvel universe. Cannot wait. Uh, first of all, absolutely yeah. cannot wait. And I have a, a brand new co-host, uh, Jerry D, from Totally Rad Christmas Podcast, will be joining me to discuss that one. Uh, so look forward to that. We'll we'll try to keep that one short since it will be Christmas Day. But uh, I've been very excited to discuss. Uh, Santa Claus as an Omega-level mutant so in the good. Marvel Universe. Uh, but we'll go ahead and wrap things up here. Um, since we are a week away, I'll go ahead and wish uh, Blake a happy Christmas. To you too, Laramie. And uh, same thing to uh, everybody listening. 
if you don't get to listen to us on Christmas Day, we hope you listen to us uh, right after and still enjoy uh, that episode. But we'll go ahead and wrap things up for this one. Again, eh, watch it. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Uh, if, 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 you you know, to, if, if you have, if to, you get, if you have to step away to the bathroom, that's fine. You know, you're not going to yeah. miss much. No, put it on in the background. There you go. Watch it while you're wrapping presents. That's perfectly fine. That, that may be okay. Yeah. Yeah, watch it while you're maybe making some, uh, making your Christmas dinner. Some hot, or, some hot cocoa with extra marshmallows and yes, some congealed You gotta have deal. those extra marshmallows. Dear Lord, Damien developed type 2 diabetes uh, in one, that scene. Yeah, uh, the the um, amount of marshmallows <laughs> in his mouth was, was impressive. Not gonna lie to yeah. you. Um, Ultimate chubby bunny winner yes, right absolutely. there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Rate and review the show. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up for today for Moving Panels. I'm Laramie Wells. And I'll see you on the other side of the page.